take a cue, Corey, and move on. All right. Anyone bring a Bible today? A physical Bible? No one. All right. What happens if you lose your phone? It's over. What happens? No. <laughs> I was going to throw out some conspiracies this morning. I just think it'd be really good just to have a physical copy, guys. And uh, I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm old school, but I love, I love having a physical Bible. It's just something about it. It feels more holy. Yeah? Like, like, it, like I can't like go on Instagram on this. I can't look at reels. I can't like just waste my day. Uh, when I open this up, this is the only app that opens. Good point, Corey. Great preaching. And uh, so that's all I had to share with you this morning. Just want to encourage you to get a physical Bible. And uh, no, I don't. I've got a message. But I think it'll be really cool. All right. Let's go to uh, Luke 14, 15. I'm in the English Standard Version. And uh, I'm so, thank you, Dan, for leading us in communion this morning. And uh, it was so good. We should do it more often. Um, but uh, I was actually looking at communion. communion. Communion actually means a sharing of intimate thoughts or an exchange takes place in communion. And so when we take communion, when we partake of the body and the blood of Jesus, we're actually partaking of what he purchased for us upon the cross. If you agree with that, just say amen. All right, thank you. <laughs> we are, communion is a, there is an exchange and a sharing between two parties. Communion is not a one-sided thing. When we take communion, we, we receive or we exchange uh, what Christ has done for us on the, Christ, uh, on the cross. That's why it says, by His stripes we are healed. A lot of people who, who are needing healing take communion. They put faith in communion that, that Jesus purchased my healing at the cross, so we would we exchange, we, we, we put faith on what Christ has accomplished on the cross. That's what communion means, is an exchange and a sharing, right? Come on, somebody. So it's not just a one-sided thing, but actually in that, in that process of communion, we, there's an exchange with us as well. We are, the Lord put it like this for me, what's, what's mine is yours and yours is mine. So you receive what I have purchased, and then you give to me what is yours. What is the only thing that we can offer unto the Lord? Ourselves. We receive what Christ has done, and, we, and, the, and in, the same, in the same exchange of communion, we actually offer ourselves unto the Lord. Beautiful. It is not a one-sided, uh, what can I get from God? There is, a, there is a communion and exchange, and I receive what God has for me, and I offer myself up to God in exchange. Come on, somebody. All right? So that's what it means. So if you want to take, uh, take notes today, today I'm preaching on a message saying available. Turn to your neighbor and say, no, probably don't. <laughs> you are not available. If you're married, you are not available. Available for... A coffee or something? Sure, but let's, let's move on. <laughs> Available. Available means present or ready for immediate use. So let's go to Luke 14. Uh, this is Jesus talking about the, the, the wedding banquet. When one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. And all the gluten-free people said, amen. <laughs> but he said to him, a man once gave a great banquet, invited many. In the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. 
But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have brought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. Another one said, I have brought five yoke, uh, five yoke of oxen and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another one said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. See, it's amazing that even back in the day, people were getting married and couldn't do anything. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. It's in the Bible, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. That just, that's revelation. I, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. As the servant came and reported these things to the master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, sir, what have you commanded has been done and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of these men who were invited shall taste my banquet. I think um, something we quite overlook in this passage of Scripture, we, we look at the unavailability of those who have been invited. But I want to take us a step backward to, to, uh, backwards to show that when an invitation is given, the invitation communicates that I am available. When I uh, invite someone to come to my house for dinner, when I invite someone for a coffee, when I invite someone to go to the movies, my invitation is communicating to them, hey, I'm available to you. Does this make sense? So when, when, when Jesus in this, in this passage is saying that, that the invitation has been given, what he's communicating is, I have made myself available to you. My invitation says, I am available to you. And not only that, he said that a banquet is ready. So not only am I available to you, but I have made provision available to you. Yeah? So our invitation actually communicates that I am available right? So God is saying that He is available, and I have made everything available unto you. And then He waits for us to respond whether or not we are available. Does that make sense? This is, this is a beautiful kingdom principle that if we can understand, we'll, we'll go far in life, we'll, we'll bring glory to the Lord. The Lord has clearly communicated that He is available. You say, well, Corey, how do you know that? Well, Jesus Christ is a clear invitation to the whole world that God is available to humanity. Jesus Christ crucified, buried, resurrected is the most concrete communication that is set in stone that God has communicated to the world, I am available. And not only am I available, I have made a way available for you to be reconciled. I have made provision by my blood. I have made provision by my sacrifice. I am available. He, he is available to us. I need, I need every, every Christian to understand that God is available to you. If you don't understand that God is available to you, you won't be available to Him. Just awesome off the cuff sermon analogy, I'm in my office five minutes before the thing saying, God, are you available to me today because I feel like I haven't prepped enough? <laughs> what is he communicating to me? Corey, I'm available to you. 
You don't have to make me available to you. You don't have to warm me up. And then I'm like, okay, Corey, I was unavailable, but you got in a couple prayers before the service, so here I am. Now, you'd be surprised how many of us battle those thoughts, myself included, that we think we need to get an unavailable God into a place where He's available, and then God will move. But the reality is that the G- God sending His Son, Jesus, is communicating, no, I'm available. I'm available to humanity. I'm, I've made provision. The, the, the invitation has gone out. I've communicated to you. I've texted you and said, I'm, go- I'm good for coffee. What I'm saying to you is I'm available to meet with you. I'm available to meet with you. The invitation just screams and communicates, I am available. This morning is an invitation to enter into the presence of God. God is available to His people. God is even available to those who don't even know Him yet. That's what we try and communicate through the gospel, that Jesus has made a way available. God has made a way that we can be reconciled unto Him. He has clearly communicated, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Where is the unavailability in that statement? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, somebody. So if there was to be a, uh, if there was to be a, um, a sign over the Lord, it would say vacancy all the time or available all the time. There's no, you know those signs that say open and closed? It's just always open. You flick it over, open. Available, 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 available. It's hard for us to to comprehend as human beings because we are human, and there's times in our lives where people that we love and trust and look up to haven't been available. We're not like the Lord. We don't live inside of every person and can be present, omnipresent everywhere. So sometimes we are unavailable. But we have, to, we have to change our thinking when we come to the Lord to know, no, every time I come to the Lord, there's an invitation that's been put out to me through His Son, Jesus, and He's available right now. On my best day, He's available. On my worst day, guess what? Available. Available. Um, there's plenty more scriptures that we, could, that we could go after, but let's go to Matthew 21. 28 to 32, it says, what do you think? A man had two sons, and he went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, stuff you, dad. Sorry, that's my version. I will not. <laughs> but afterward, he changed his mind and went. And he went to the other son and said, to the, and said the same. He answered, I go, sir. How many love that response as a parent? Imagine my kids are like, boys, clean your room. I go, sir. Awesome. That's awesome. Someone run that parenting course. I go, sir, (laughs) but did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? And they said the first. And Jesus said to them, truly, I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when they saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe him. My question to you this morning is, who is available? The one who says, I'm available, or the one that goes? Let's just, let's just put it out in um, today's, today's language. I text you, I say, let's grab a coffee, and I don't show up. Was I available? 
Was I available? Was I available because I texted you and gave you a verbal response? Yo, I'll meet you for coffee. But I don't show up. Am I communicating to you that I'm available? No. What if I said, hey, actually, I'm not available. I can't make it. But then I show up anyway. I'm available. Thank you, Uncle Roger. I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm available. These are not mixed messages. The reality is that our verbal yes does not communicate, I'm available. Let me help you this morning, church. Our praise and worship alone with nothing to show for it is not availability. Us saying, here I am, Lord, send me, is not being available. Us being here for two hours on a Sunday is not saying, I'm a... Oh, we've gone quiet now. Okay. Just verbally saying I am available is, is what we need to get out, get out of. We cannot just confess, here I am, Lord. We're better off saying, Lord, I don't know if I'm available. And then being available when the time arises. Then what we are to say, Lord, I'm available, but then the time comes and we're not available. This is what Jesus is trying to communicate. I have made myself available to you. By all means, say yes to it, but don't just say yes, show me your yes. This is why the Bible says faith without works is dead. It's got nothing about, it's nothing to do with earning salvation. It's everything to do with what I do communicates what I truly believe. And so if I say, God, here I am, send me. If I say, God, I'm available, my life needs to be lived in a posture that says, actually, I am available. Come on, somebody. We want to be available. We, I, I would rather be the one who says, I don't think I can, but then show up. Rather than the one who's like, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, never there. I want to be available unto the Lord. So there's another side of this coin. This is why I talked about communion before I started. I've, I, I believe that I've clearly communicated to you that God is available. Can we all agree with that this morning? We can see that through Christ. We can see that through the gospel. God has always been available for His people. I don't believe that if we're, if we're a son and daughter of God that we, that we come to the Lord at any time and He's like, sorry, I'm unavailable to you. I know that might mess with some mindsets this morning. But I, I can't see anywhere in Scripture where someone who is in relationship with the Father comes to Him and He says, hey, I've got no time for you. You're going really quiet. And I don't know why, because it's the best news you've ever heard today. Think of the faith and consistency that can be built in your life if you understand God is available to me. Well, how do I know that? Well, because... Jesus is the perfect representation of the Father. And He showed us what life looks like as a son. Now, Jesus said stuff like, hey, Lord, I'm praying out loud, and it's not because I don't think you can hear me or that you're unavailable, but it's so everyone else can understand what you're about to do. Jesus, Jesus never lived His life at any point saying, hey, 
I think the Father's unavailable to me today. Hey guys, you know how we had that big, um, that big um, uh, miracle planned? How we're going to like get those, get the lunch off that kid? Remember how we're going to steal the lunch off that little kid? <laughs> and then, and then we're going to like bless it. And I'm just not really sure if the if the Father's available today. So maybe we, should we push it out like next next Wednesday? Say 6:30 p.m. at Wednesday night prayer. Maybe. People are looking at me like, is this guy serious? I use humor to put a point across, okay? I, I use humor to make us understand how, how un, unreasonable some of our thinking is sometimes. There was nowhere in the life of Jesus where he said, sorry, team, we can't do this. I don't believe that the Father is available to us today. Jesus lived with an understanding that the Father is available. So available that he said, I only speak what I hear him say and I only do what I see him do. So when he's praying and laying hands on the sick and raising the dead, he is doing it with an understanding that my Father is available. Imagine how the church would look across the world if we understood that, hey, the Father's available to me. Jesus is available to me. When I pray for someone, God is there. Okay, cool. When Jesus said, I'll never leave you, forsake you, wasn't telling a lie or just trying to give us some cool words to comfort us in 2023. No, God's with me. Okay, so I walk into a family situation. I need the grace of God. What if I understood that God was available to me in that moment? I've got to have a hard conversation with someone or a confrontation. What if I understood God is with me? What if I'm being persecuted and it looks like I'm just by myself and I'm getting ganged up on and people are spewing out hate on me? What if I understood that God is available to me and for me and not only for me, but for the people that are actually persecuting me right now. See, if, if, if we play this, this thought out in a big picture, a lot of apathy and passivity is actually bred from a place where we don't actually think God is available. And then a lot of the things that we do as a church is, is not faith. It doesn't come from understanding that God's available. It comes from an understanding of we need to get God into a place where he's available to move. Last time I checked, he's God, we're people. We, we don't need to get an unavailable God moved into an available position by what we can do. Christianity is humanity partnering with who God is and what God wants to do. Come on, somebody. It's true. So there's another whole side of communion that says, or covenant relationship, that says God is available. But what I really want to get to this morning is understanding that when I enter into this communion, what I need to be communicating as well is God, I'm available. God, thank you that you're available to me. 
I'm available to you. This is what our worship's about. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for being here. And then when I'm doing that, what I'm really communicating to him is, God, I'm here. I yield my life to you. You're available to me. I want to make myself available to you. What do you want to say this morning? What do you want to do in my life? How do you want me to be a husband? How do you want me to be a father? How do you want me to be a friend? What do you want me to do in my school? What do you want me to do in my workplace? What lies am I believing? I, I, I submit them to you. I'm available to your thoughts about me, not the enemy's thoughts. This, this is this exchange of communion. It's, it's not just, God, thank you, you're available to me, and we sing and dance, and we run out the room. We are surrendering ourselves through the act of worship, saying, I'm available to you. I can't offer anything that God can offer, but I can offer myself unto Him. And that's all that God is requiring of His people is that, hey, I'm available to you. Make yourself available to me. Beautiful. If you could boil down Christianity, that's, that's, this is what it is at the very core of it. God has made Himself available through His Son, Jesus. And then we are to come back to Him and make ourselves available to Him. how it works. That's how communion works. It's not a one-sided thing. It's, it's a partnership, a sharing, an exchange. You say, well, Corey, what's the, what, what's the point you're trying to make? Well, if we get into a place where it's just, God, you're available to me, as amazing that is, but we never over, offer ourselves unto God, we've just created, has anyone seen Aladdin? One person. Praise God for you guys. Who's actually seen Aladdin? Put your hand up. Praise God. I knew you guys were responsive. We create a genie rather than a God that we are in covenant relationship with. Allow me to be slightly sarcastic again. Imagine my marriage where Kelly's available to me whenever I want, but I'm not available to her. Tell you what, we wouldn't be here with 16 years. <laughs> Probably lasts about six weeks. Imagine your relationship right now. I don't know if you're married. I don't know if you've got friends. But just imagine that the person that you're in a relationship with is available 24-7 to you, and you're never available to them. Now, if someone's got the strength and courage to stand up and say that's healthy this morning, by all means, respond right now. Just so I can put you on the marriage course list. <laughs> that is not healthy. God, God designed covenant relationships. The marriage is actually meant to look like God and His church. So, we, so if, 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 if our marriage or the way we do church says, God, thank you for being available to me, but I'm never available to you, something's missing. And something is unhealthy in this equation. And then we just start to use God as a thing. Then we start to live life like, okay, something's wrong in my life. Let me rub the lamp. Because I heard Corey preach that he's available to me, so let's pull him out now because we need him now. God shows up. Here's your three wishes. Jet ski. Promotion. 
Then when we got that, then we put away the, put away the lamp, chuck it back in the lion cave and be buried for another thousand years. Sorry, that was an Aladdin reference. I don't want to take away from the fact that God is available, but I want us to see that He is available to us in a covenant where we give ourselves to Him and make ourselves available to Him as well. We, we do not want to create a Christianity that is just, I use God, but I'm never available to God. And please hear my heart this morning, I'm not saying God's been available to you, so you better be available to Him. That's not what I'm preaching this morning. I know, I know sometimes with our, with our legalistic lens, we can think, okay, well, I've got to, if God's going to do stuff for me, I've got to do stuff for Him. I'm talking about a covenant relationship. I, I, I'm not married to my wife and, and Kelly does something for me and I'm like, oh, I better do something for Kelly now. Well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but I'm not trying to earn what she did, did for me. We, we, we are not, we're not making ourselves available to God because we're like, God, you, you've done all this stuff for me, so you know, like, now I've got to pay you back and be available to you. No, because of love, because of the sacrifice of Jesus, because of the grace of God, because of a debt that can never be paid, we say, God, I don't have anything to offer apart from myself, so I just give myself wholeheartedly to you because I love you, and we're in a covenant relationship. We're not in a business deal or a transaction. Here I am, Lord. I, I give myself unto you. I'm available. I'm available because we've got to stop making this about I'm available for Him to do stuff and I'm, I'm available to do stuff for Him. It's to be with Him. It's the exchange of my sin for His righteousness. Come on, my inability for His ability. My lives for His truth. This is more than just a doing arrangement. He's available to us. Guys, he's, oh, I don't know, I want to freak too many people out. He's emotionally available to us. Spiritually available to us. Come on. I love being in the presence of God. I love hearing His heart. I love being in His presence. You just start weeping. You just feel the heart of God. We're never in a place where like, God, I'm really struggling. He's like, oh, I don't get it. What? what What do you mean? I've never struggled there in my life. It's true, he hasn't. But it says that we have the sympathetic high priest. He knows what it is to be human. It says he, he, he understands. The Bible says he understands us. And so he has a grid for who we are and what we go through. And so we don't come to the Lord in joy and come to the Lord in tears, and he's just like, I just I'm unavailable to kind of like understand how you're feeling right now. And then what has God become? A big, another, another big, distant, unavailable being that is so far out in the universe that we're just this little speck and I'm not sure if He can see us anymore. What if He was available? What if He was close? What if His greatest privilege was to be intimate with His people? What if those scriptures we read about when you close the door and He'll come and meet you in secret, what if that actually blesses His heart? What if he loves to be with you when you're vulnerable in your room when no one else is looking? That sounds like a God who's available. 
And the person that's in the Lord seeking, seeking him with the door closed is a person who's saying, I'm available. Oh, come on, somebody. God is good, amen. All right, let's go to Romans 6. Team, I'm gonna land this in like three minutes. For the death he died, he died to sin once and for all, but the life he lives to God, so you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God and Christ. If you've never had any understanding of the scripture, let me just give you a very layman's term. I am unavailable to sin. Come on. <laughs> and I'm available. Come on. Romans 6, friend. I am dead to sin. What does that mean? I'm unavailable. Sin comes knocking. Corey, let's go. Sorry, mate. Unavailable. I wouldn't call the enemy mate, by the way. I don't know why I said it that way, but. <laughs> God comes knocking. Hey, Corey, let's do this. Here I am, Lord. He hasn't even asked me to do anything. He's just telling me to be alive to him. He's telling me to be un unavailable to sin, unavailable to the flesh, unavailable to the enemy. Like, that doesn't mean that I'm not tempted. That doesn't mean the enemy doesn't come knocking. It means I don't answer. That's a, that's a shift that has to take place in the body of Christ. The enemy will always come with attacks. The enemy will always come with thoughts and feelings to make you think that you are just the same way as you were. Get you to question, are you really free? Get you to question, have you really been changed? Get you to question, has Jesus actually set you free? And the fight of faith is to say, no, I am unavailable to even go along that with that pack of lies. And I'm available to the truth of Jesus Christ that he has set me free. And I will live life as a new creation made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. Unavailable. Available. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Again, I have been crucified with Christ. So the old Corey, unavailable. The life I now live, I live available unto Christ. This is what it's saying, God. I don't, I don't know why we read the scriptures. We've got no idea what he's, what he's talking about. He, he, the life, the Christian life is I die and become unavailable so that I may live and become available to the Lord. I die that I may become unavailable to the world, to the spirit of this world, to the enemy. I was in the kingdom of darkness. I was available to be used by him. Come on, every born again believer. The Bible says that we were translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, right? So this, this may scare a few folks, even if you're a good person. Without being born again, you are still in the kingdom of darkness and you are still available to do what He wants you to do. Those of us who have put our faith in Jesus are no longer available. And we have been translated to this kingdom 
and we're available for Him. He's available to us, we are available to Him. Isaiah 6.8, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here I am, Lord. Send me. Once again, the prophet is saying, I'm available. I'm available. I'm available. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Every single one of us should be in that place where that is the cry of our heart. God, you made yourself available to me. Thank you. Here I am, Lord. Mm. Send me. 2 Chronicles 16.9, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong to support to those whose heart is blameless. That word blameless actually means whole as well toward him. You have done foolishly in this, for from now on you will have, well, okay, yeah, cool, that probably doesn't make sense, but I don't want to be the guy that gets rid of half of the scripture. The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro, and guess who he's looking for? Come on, guys, I got one point. Who's he looking for? Those who are available. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro through the earth. Who's available? Come on, church. Who's available? Who can I show my strength through? He's not saying, my eyes look to and fro through the earth and see who has the most charisma. Who's the most good looking? Who has the most influence? Who has the most Instagram followers? Who has the most letters in front of their name? Who does the world call most qualified? He says, my eyes search to and fro just finding someone who's available. Someone who just believes me and says, hey, God, I believe you. I'm available. <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. The Bible says that uh, these signs shall follow those that are available. I just changed the Bible right there. Those who believe. These signs shall follow those who believe. Well, what's, what, what's he talking about? Those who believe in Jesus and say, Jesus, thank you. You're available to me. I receive my salvation and I am available to you. Oh, man. Okay. Let's just bring all the anxiety and fear and worry off, off the church this morning. If you are available, you will fulfill the purpose that you were put on the earth. Just write that one. If you don't get anything else today, as long as I am available, I, 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 I will, oh, I can't. Jesus said, let your yes be yes. So let's just, my yes is yes this morning. I'd love to like, you know, swear on McDonald's or something like that, but just give a bit of dramatic effect. You know what I mean? You know, you swear on something, it's a sin, so I'm not going to do it. Jesus said, let your yes be yes. Please hear me, hear me this morning. If you live your life where you receive what God has available to you, 
and you present yourself available to God, you will never have to question, will I accomplish what God has put me on the earth to do? I know that sounds very simple and it probably gets rid of 50 odd Christian books that you've read. Probably a good thing. I truly mean this. If I keep showing up every day with a heart posture of God, here I am. Send me. So I have an available God and now I have an available heart. Do you not think that the Lord can work with that? Do you know who he can't work with? Sorry, I can't come. I've just brought, just brought a field. Excuse me. Oh, it got heavy. Sorry, I can't come. I've just got married. Sorry, I can't come. I've just brought some, some oxen. These, these things are not bad things in what he's saying. It's the, it's the, you have made yourself available to me. You have invited me to the wedding feast, but I am communicating to you, I am unavailable. The scripture goes on to say, but many are called and few are chosen. What does that mean? That means that I have made myself available to many. And this let me hit you with the deepest revelation you're gonna get all day. The way that you move from being called to chosen is by being available. The way that you move, because the calling is for everyone. Every single person is called here. Every single one of us have been, who have, who have Jesus Christ, and even if you don't, you've been called. By the blood of the Lamb, you have been called. Jesus is calling every single one of us. Many are called. Many I have presented my son to and said, I am available. I am the, I, he is the perfect sacrifice, that there will be no other sacrifices, that he is the one sufficient, perfect sacrifice made for all time. I'm available. I'm available to this generation. I'm available to the coming generations. I'm available to the young and to the old. I'm available to the men and the women. God is communicating, I am available. The call has gone out. He has made it so clear that we have all been invited. We have all had God made available to us through Jesus Christ. And the way you move from called to chosen is you don't make an excuse and say, God, I am unavailable. You say, God, I hear that invitation. Let me have a little bit of fun with it. Buzz stop, 2 p.m. I hear you. Yes, Lord. Emoji, love heart, can't wait. Yes. He's called me. He's called me to bus stop, 2 p.m. Come on. Yes, I'm so excited. I put on my favorite worship song. Yeah, Jesus called me. Oh, he's called me. 
I tell my wife, you'll never believe who texted me today. Jesus, he called me. My wife's like, that's awesome, Corey. Be excited. I'm excited. Two o'clock comes around. My wife's like, Corey, what are you doing? Why are you sitting on the couch? Are you meant to meet someone today? <laughs> oh, I was going to, but you know, Amazing Race is on. I love the Amazing Race. Yeah, but th didn't you say you were going to, didn't you say yes? Yeah. Well, you now, now you're saying no. Because you're not actually available. Come on, church, I'm, try I'm trying to help us. And please, I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm talking to myself as well. We, we cannot live a life that says yes, but through action says I'm unavailable. This is, this is the deceitfulness, is, is that we think just by our confession. Just, just if we say the right stuff, we're good. Just if we, if we sing good, we're good, you know? Like, if I get through the four songs, I'm, here you go, God. <laughs> it's the parable of the two sons. Why don't we say yes and go? Yes, sir, and go. And so it's very hard to explain to you how this will look for every single individual in the room. So all I'm trying to do this morning is bring you to a heart post posture and a revelation that covenant relationship and communion is two ways. It's God communicating, He's available, and us saying, we're available to you. And so, so for some of us, it might look like we're in the supermarket and the Holy Spirit gives us a nudge to go speak or pray or pay or do whatever. For some of us, it might be a situation or uh, a, uh, a person that we, a neighbor we need to go see. Maybe it's a cake we're meant to bake. Maybe it's a yes that we, that we were, a dream or a vision that He's placed in our hearts that we've just been putting off and putting off and putting off and we hear the voice of the Lord say today, come on, I'm available to you. You don't have to worry about that side of things. Would you be available to me this morning? Come on. Many are called, few are chosen. That's the sad reality that not all of us live our life in a way where we communicate to God, I'm available. And so I believe that this, this kind of thing is not dealt with from a pulpit. This is dealt with in the secret place before the Lord. Oh man, I could cry right now. God, thank you for being available to me. Thank you, Lord, that when I was in the pit of despair, when I couldn't clean myself up, when I was trying harder than anybody to try and be made right, when I was wrestling through my own ability, on my worst day, you flooded into my life. You forgave me of my sin. 
Not only that, you gave me an identity and a purpose. He who knew no sin became sin that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What an exchange. (laughs) My sin for your righteousness. My guilt and shame for your forgiveness. Man, Lord, here I am. I make myself available to you. For, for some of us, we need to just bring it, bring it down to a more basic, lifestyle-driven revelation. For all the dads out there, make yourself available to him. It'll make you a better dad. Make yourself available in your family to represent who the Father is. I know we want to go after miracles and raising the dead. God's leading you to do that by all means. But I'm saying do not neglect what I'm talking about this morning. I'm not, I'm not just talking about God's available to perform things and now we're available to perform for Him. I want to be available as a father. I want to be available as a husband. I want to be available as a leader, as a friend. God, I make myself available to you. Whatever you want to speak, say, change about me, whatever part of me you want to touch, whatever, whatever area of my life that I don't want you going into, I invite you into. You're available to me and I'm available to you. And I don't want to put any more, add any confusion this morning, but fully available, wholehearted. Or else you end up with a, a performance life where we switch. God, it's Sunday, I'm available to you. Now I'm at home. Now I'm unavailable. Now there's another meeting come up. I'm available. God has called us to live a life unto Him, not to perform unto Him at certain moments. So I'll leave you with this one practical thing as the, as the team comes. This will change your life. Whenever you do it, or whether you have to do it multiple times a day, just to become aware of God, God, thank you that you are available to me, first and foremost. Even as I pray right now, you're available to me. And I present myself as available to you. Open my ears, open my eyes, and give me a heart that is alive to be led by you today. You can pray that under your breath, in your workplace, you can get out in nature, you can, man, if you're a parent, it might just be locking yourself in the toilet for 10 minutes. And just saying, God, I know this doesn't have to be a long-winded thing, I just, I really just wanna start getting into the habit of just understanding what 
covenant relationship looks like. You're available to me. Thank you so much. That brings so much peace, knowing that you are for me and with me. But I want to offer myself unto you as well. I'm available to you. I'm available to you. If you would begin to have that heart posture, and you don't have to pray it the same way I did, but just begin to just thank Him that He's available, and then present yourself as available. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will do the rest. He'll show you what that looks like. So while your head is bowed, I, I don't know everyone in the room, but you could be here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I pray, I pray this morning that you've heard the gospel communicated to you, that Jesus Christ is available to you. God is available to you through the crucifixion of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, upon the cross. He's calling you. The call has gone out. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. God has called you. He has invited you. He has made Himself available to you through His Son, Jesus. And what's required of you today is to either be available or unavailable to Him. Available means saying yes to the invitation of salvation. The invitation to come, to repent of your sin and receive the righteousness of God. You might say, well, what does righteousness mean? It means that we can stand right before the Lord. That we can stand before Him and not be ashamed. That we can stand before Him and have relationship with Him and know that we're actually meant to be there. Because the blood of Jesus has done that good a job of washing and cleansing us. And that is available to every person. But you must choose. You must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so if you're here this morning, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you haven't given your life to Jesus, I wanna give you that opportunity right now to say, yeah, Jesus, I know you're available to me this morning and I wanna make myself available to you.